All right, welcome into the Golf Preview Podcast, RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Nice to have you aboard for the latest as far as the Honda Classic picks are concerned as the PGA Tour moves into the Florida Swing. Let's start today with a little review of the West Coast Swing because I don't think you could have asked for a better start to this season on the West Coast uh, because just like in the, the Golf Netflix Full Swing, the California Swing gave us four unique and heavy-hitting storylines. You had plenty of star power with now world number one John Rahm winning his uh, second and third events of the season in Palm Springs and Riviera. You had 32-year-old Max Homa who lost his card in 2015 and 2017 when his second event of the year at Torrey Pines and showed that you know he can be a top 10 player in the world who can compete at major championships. He could have easily, Homa could have easily had his third one of the year, Riviera, had he not, you know, had a fluky final round with the driver uh, out there at the Genesis. And then, of course, you had 42-year-old Justin Rose, who hadn't won on the PGA Tour in four years, turned the clock back at the historic Pebble Beach and give us flashes of, you know, a level of golf that he was playing when he won the U.S. Open at Marion in 2013. Uh, you know, Justin Rose had a huge deal offered to him uh, by Live Golf, and he turned it down because he recognized that if he still wants to compete in major championships, the only way to do that would be to play on the PGA Tour and earn official world golf rankings. And that was a simply phenomenal decision for Rose that paid off. And finally, you had the young 26-year-old Scotty Scheffler repeat his title at the Waste Management and, and temporarily recapture world number one uh, before Rom won at Live, but the bottom line is, if you've told me in mid-January that the four winners coming out of the West Coast Swing would have been John Rom, Max Homa, Justin Thomas, and Scotty Scheffler, I would have told you that's just—it's too good to be true. But as you know, a result of the momentum those types of winners build for the PGA Tour, plus a Tiger appearance last week, you had record viewership numbers all week long at Riviera. Let's touch on John Rahm a little bit next. You know, Rahm, at 28 years old, he is just around the corner from a Hall of Fame resume. I mean, he has a combined 19 wins between the PGA Tour and the European Tour, and he's a U.S. Open champion. Uh, Riviera was Rahm's 10th win uh, of his PGA Tour career. But, you know, what What Carl in the clubhouse and, and Barry at the bar – what those two need to understand about Rom's win at the Genesis uh, is that the PGA Tour is only 16 events into the season, and John Rom has won three times already in 2023. He's the fastest three-time tour winner in a calendar season since Johnny Miller did it in 1975, when he was just you know owning the desert, which is exactly what we saw Rom do you know over the past five weeks. You're talking about a guy who. You know, is on is an you know he's on an incredible run of golf with five wins in his last twenty five starts, and we haven't seen anyone sniff the PGA Tour most wins in a season record since Tiger Woods won nine times in two thousand, and VJ Singh did the same thing in two thousand four. Obviously, no one is going to touch Byron Nelson's record at eighteen wins in a season. That that's just not going to happen in, in the modern day game. But with Rom off to the hottest start since Miller in 75, we could see 
the Spaniard make a run at eight or nine wins this season. The key for that, for this streak to continue for Rom, it all it all depends on the putter. He's shown that he is the best ball striker in the world. He has an incredibly intimidating presence about him. If he can keep up the elite putting through the major championship season, you know, he will continue to play like this. We will see him go on a run like Tiger in 2000 or VJ in 2004. It all depends on the putter. And I believe we're just under 45 days away um, before the first tee shot is hit at the first major championship of the year uh, at the Masters. So, you know, if Rom can continue this streak through the players, through the Florida swing, if he can and, and, and bring this into Augusta, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, long season to go, but record-breaking stuff from Rom uh, already through, you know, 16 weeks of the PGA Tour season. Now, uh, let's touch on Tiger's performance at the Genesis. Uh, listen, Tiger was, as I told you last week, he was a plus 170 dog to make the cut. So the fact that he made the cut and played 72 holes of golf was a win in itself. While, you know, Tiger's Saturday 67 was his lowest round of the week. I thought Thursday was the most electric performance we've seen on tour in, in quite some time. You know, Tiger struggled all day long on Thursday. And then, you know, he roared into the clubhouse making three stray birdies to end the day. And really beneath that, though, what was so awesome about Thursday was that Tiger was paired with Rory uh, and Justin Thomas. They were all feeding off each other. And you saw that come to life on those last three holes. Not only did Tiger birdie his last three holes on Thursday, but JT birdied 17 and 18. And Rory closed with a birdie that sent the crowd on 18 just absolutely uh, berserk. That, you know, uphill dog leg right historic closing hole uh, at Riviera. You know, Tiger, Rory, JT, you know, these guys go way back. They play a ton of golf together back home in Jupiter, Florida. You know, all three of them are from different generations of the game, but all three of them were just incredibly massive voices in, in golf this year and were crucial to the survival of the PGA Tour. At the end of the day, it, it was, you know, it was Tiger's first event since the 2020 Masters where he had multiple rounds under par, and that is a win for Tiger Woods. All right, let's briefly touch on what do we have next? Yeah, next, we got we have to get a couple words in on this Tiger uh, tampon gate and fill you in on that. You know, he was seen, you know, he, let's just start from the top here. Tiger was out driving Rory and JT, you know, probably over 65% of the time on Thursday and Friday. He was reaching, you know, ball speeds up to 180, you know, Big Dick Earl was back in action, you know, it, which is just, you know, 180 ball speeds is just unreal for a 47-year-old guy who almost had his leg amputated after that car accident a few years ago. And, you know, Tiger was obviously super fired up that he's still getting it out there past these young guns on tour. And, you know, since Tiger and JT are, are very close friends, I was not surprised to see some you know, back and forth banter between those two. Now, you know, was the tampon thing dumb to do? Under the microscope, Tiger is always under. Of course it was dumb. But let's leave it at that. 
I was not surprised at all to see the, you know, the media elite cancel culture talking heads blowing the tampon gate out of proportion over a, you know, a low key joking interaction between Tiger and JT. It's not like Tiger was running around the fairways, you know, holding up a tampon. It was a subtle, you know, joking interaction. Uh, but, you know, uh, as I told a radio host earlier this week, that's the world we live in. And Tiger has to be more thoughtful, especially at the Genesis where he was the host of the event and a camera is going to follow him everywhere. Okay, uh, onward from the tampon gate, uh, just a quick little bit on CBS's fourth mid-round interview with world number 10 Colin Morikawa. Um, you know, you couldn't have picked a better player uh, in Morikawa. Extremely nice guy, very thoughtful, very well detailed with his words. And you couldn't have picked a better hold than number 10 at Riviera. Uh, it's the short par four that is kind of risk-reward, very tough green, slopes everywhere, false fronts everywhere. It's one of the most challenging tee shots in golf. And you know, Morikawa took Trevor and Jim step-by-step step step through that process, um, and it was insightful. I'd say you know, I could see a little bit more pop and sizzle from Morikawa, a little bit more emotion. Uh, you know, if I had to to you know update my list of CBS on course interviews I would go Max Homa, Tom Kim, Colin Morikawa and then Keith Mitchell. Okay, uh we move to I want to do a little bit of review on uh golf's and Netflix full swing. I'm not going to hold y'all up too much today. I know we need to get to the picks but listen, um full swing has already reached number 2 on uh Netflix top 10 list. So it's obviously something worth talking about. You know, Chad Mum was the executive producer of this film. It was an incredible, incredible production that is definitely reaching audiences far outside the bubble that golf resides in, which is a huge positive. That was the number one goal of this film. And, you know, it 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 had to connect with the golf junkies, but full swing also had to be inviting to Barney at the bar who doesn't know the difference between a par and birdie. That's the tough thing about a golf film. And in my opinion, the most impressive aspect of the film was the timing in which Chad Mum spoke and followed to each player. Listen, full swing followed Spieth before his first win in three years at the RBC. Full swing was following Justin Thomas before he won his second PGA championship. They followed Fitzpatrick's collapsed the PGA and his prep for the U.S. Open at Brookline, which he went on to win. They were with you know Finau through his struggles in two thousand and you know in early two thousand twenty two before he broke through with his wins at the three M and the Rocket Mortgage, and finally they documented Rory's heartbreaking loss um, at St Andrews before he stole the show from Scotty Scheffler at the Tour Championship. I mean. That is incredibly impressive work by Mum and the rest of the Vox Media team to almost forecast who was going to win these events. And, you know, I love the heartfelt moments with Joel Dahman and Tony Finau when, you know, they talked about what their now deceased mothers meant to their lives. You know, th those were two incredible stories in episode four and six. And, you know, as far as the negatives, listen, there weren't a whole lot, but if I had to get picky, I would not have spent the entire third episode listening to, you know, Ian Poulter talk about live being a business decision when, you know, the guy made $33 million over his career. Also, it would have been nice to see, 
you know, Tiger and Phil say a couple words and what was the most turbulent year in golf. We didn't hear, you know, anything from those two. And, you know, obviously they were a huge part of the season, but, you know, uh, no one got paid for the Netflix. On, the, the players are only going to get paid in viewership royalties. And I'm sure, you know, Tiger and Phil's people said, ah, we're going to need something up front. Um, I thought we learned a ton about four-time major champion Brooks Kepka and the battles he has been having with this game. You know, his wife, uh, Jenna, was obviously a huge part of the episode. I thought it was telling when Brooks was talking about uh, talking with her about the struggles he was having uh, with his golf game. And she was more worried about trying on see-through sundresses, you know. Um, at one point in that third episode titled Money or Legacy, uh, Jenna goes, when I met Brooks, he was winning everything, and now he's not, close quote. Um, and that just goes to show she doesn't have a clue about the game of golf. Uh, you can't just win everything in this game. I mean, look at the greats. Tiger lost more times than he won. Jack Nicholas lost more times than he won. Ben Hogan, Sam Sneed, Gene Saracen, Phil Mickelson. They've all lost more than they won. And, and you know, and, and in a way it's this, it's this, it's it's a beautiful game uh that correlates so perfectly with life if you can look at it correctly. You know, DJ Collett, he he says it best on his social medias. Uh life is like golf. It's hard, but it's beautiful. You know, because there is true beauty in the grind and finding success out of the dirt. Now Keep in mind, it's only been four years since Brooks Kepka won four major championships over a two-year span. He's only one of four golfers really to ever go on that kind of run. Yet, it's so confusing because he sits there in, in, in the third episode of this Netflix. He sits there at 32 years old and says, if I don't figure out soon, it might all be over. Brooks, Brooks, you got to wake up. I mean, Justin Rose just won Pebble Beach two weeks ago, 42 years old. Phil Mickelson won the PGA at 51, and you're sitting here at 32 years old worth about 50 million, and you're seriously in doubt about the future of your golf game? You know, I had a tough time understanding that. I mean, guys like Roy McIlroy and Jordan Spieth are both great champions that have endured, you know, pretty substantial droughts as far as winning is concerned. Rory hasn't won a major in 10 years. Speed didn't win a PGA Tour event for three years between 2019 and 2022 before he broke through with the RBC last year. You know, you didn't hear Rory or Speed talking about how they were near the end of the road. Uh, this game, it, it is, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, we'll keep an eye on Brooks as the, you know, the live circus starts up next week in Mayakoba. They just signed Danny Lee and, and Brendan Steele, um, you know, Sebastian Munoz, all these guys who, you know, Frankly, we're in the road. Uh, Danny Lee and Brendan Stale believe in their 40s. Danny might still be in his 30s. But bottom line is no one new notable joining that tour. And we progress enough with the news. Let's get into let's get into the Honda Classic picks. And I'll just start with a few brief notes on the course. I've played a bunch of college and junior events at PGA National. Uh if you're curious, with very limited success. Listen, there's two stretches of this golf course that make it one of the hardest tracks on tour. Number one is Alligator Alley, which is the 226-yard par 3-7th, the long par 4-8th, and the par 4-9th hole is the first stretch that you'll see players make a mess of. 
And the second stretch of this golf course that absolutely ruins players' lives is the famous bear trap, which is the par 3 15th, the tight par 4 16th, and the par 4, I'm sorry, the par 3 17th that has water running all down the right side. There's water everywhere on the bear trap. Trust me, every time I played it, I threw up all over myself, losing balls left and right. And, you know, what fans enjoy watching is that the tour players do the same thing on this stretch of holes. Take a look at the stats. I mean, last year, the bear trap played a combined 238 over par. And, you know, stay away from, you know, North Texas native Ryan Palmer this week because, you know, he put 19 balls in, in the water on the bear trap over his career, which is more than any other player since 2007. You know, it's a daunting stretch. And despite the weak field, PGA National always provides an exciting finish where disaster lurks everywhere on the property. So the order of play today will be discussing the top five favorites on the odds boards. I'll give you one matchup, two picks to place, a winner, a sleeper, and then we'll finish things off with a lineup scoring prediction um, and my best bet, which is a matchup uh, for this week. So here we go. Honda Classic picks, ready to roll for a great week. All right, we start the favorites for the Honda Classic with Sung JM at 10 to 1 over on DraftKings. And he's coming off, you know, a disappointing 56th place finish, Riviera, uh, where he struggled around and on the greens. You know, I think a lot of people are wondering is, you know, the putting something to worry about? With Sung JM, answer is probably not. You know, we saw him struggle uh, with the putter over the Aloha swing, but prior to Riviera, he had three consecutive weeks um, of, of fantastic putting at Palm Springs, at Torrey Pines, and in, in Phoenix. Uh, you know, Sung Jay was the champion here uh, in, in 2020 at the 2020 Honda Classic. Uh, it was the site of his first of two PGA Tour victories and and two starts at PGA National since when he finished 8th in 2021, and then he missed the cut here last year after a horrible week off the tee and on the greens. Now, Sung Jae is a tough call this week because he's coming off three straight weeks out west. Um, I understand, you know, he is, Sung Jae is the, you know, the Cal Ripken Jr. of golf, but, you know, that is still a hell of a of a coast-to-coast travel schedule. That being said, I love Sung Jay a lot this week. I love how his game translates to this golf course. And while, you know, the putting from last week worries me slightly, I have to get on Sung JM to lead after round one at 25 to one odds on DraftKings. That's our first ticket of the week. Uh, and I think he's going to be pissed off with last week's performance. I think he comes in here um, and lights a fire in round one. You know, Sung Jay is fifth on tour. In round one scoring average, let me tell you, with the exception of Shane Lowry, who we're about to talk about, Sung Jay is just levels above everyone else in this playing field. And we're going to talk about that more a little bit later on in the pod. Let's move to uh, Shane Lowry at 15 to 1 on MGM. And, you know, world number 20 Lowry finally put together a, a decent start with an 18th place finish at Riviera after missing the cut. In the previous two events he played in, Dubai, uh, you know, in Phoenix, he just made a, a mess of those two venues on the greens. Of course, you also wonder if Lowry was getting accustomed to, you know, a new caddy after he fired his longtime Lou Bo Martin. Uh, you know, that's never an easy process. Shane said, 
you know, the two of them just lost that competitive spark and, you know, there's time to make a change. And he clearly returned to form to some degree last week in that, you know, at the Pacific Palisades. So there's there's 10 players under the top British and Irish leaderboard this week where Shane Lowry opens at plus 250 um, on that category on Barstool Sportsbook. Um, I'll tell you later on why. That is essentially a 1v1 matchup. I'll tell you who it's against. Um, and and the last note on Lowry and M, stay away from their matchups against each other. Um, and we'll circle back to Lowry in the picks to place. For now, we continue down the top five of this favorites odds list with Matt Kuchar at 25 to 1 on DraftKings, Bovada, Bet Online, or MGM. And we saw Cooch uh dicing it up last week. With Tiger Woods on the range, Riviera, they were shooting the bull about how their sons, Cameron Kuchar and Charlie Woods, linked up for a round of golf in Jupiter. Um, who cares? Kuchar will make his first appearance at the Honda Classic in 12 years. That's right. He finished tied for 17th here uh, back in 2011. And in three other appearances before 2011, he didn't have any notable finishes. But hey, you know, Cooch has been playing some good golf, you know, as of late. Played well to Sony, finished eighth last week at Riviera. And, you know, the issue is, is he isn't ranked inside the top 50 on tour and driving or approach. He had bad weeks with the irons at Pebble, bad week with the iron irons at at, at Phoenix. And that to me is not going to translate. Uh, well at PGA National. So I'm out on Matt Kuchar uh, this week. We continue with Minwoo Lee at 25 to 1 on Bovada or MGM. And this is a 24-year-old who eventually will break through in a big way on the PGA Tour. Lee has already made his footprint on the European Tour career-wise. He won the Scottish Open back in 2021. And as of late, he's been on an absolute roll uh, to begin 2023 um, over Minwoo Lee's last eight starts, dating back to the Spaniard Open, he hasn't finished worse than 13th since. So, you know, what a fall, what a winner, you know, what a start to the spring. You know, he's ranked just inside the top 50 on the official world golf rankings, which means if it was decided today, Minwoo Lee would be playing the Masters. And, you know, it's a goal he's had and was the the fuel to his fire when he recorded back-to-back top five finishes at the Aussie PGA and the Aussie Open in late November, early December. This is a guy who has improved in the strokes gained total uh, category every season in his five years as a professional golfer. And we'll talk a little bit more about him in the matchups. We progress to Chris Kirk at 25 to 1 on DraftKings, Bovada, Bet Online, or MGM. And while Kirk has finished in the top 25 at the Honda Classic over the last two years, this is a guy who has been very sporadic over the last year. Kirk is the kind of player who you know records a couple back-to-back top 10 finishes and then misses his next seven cuts and then repeats. So, you know, he makes a living off about five to six tournaments per year. Um, in his last start two weeks ago, we saw the four-time PGA Tour winner miss the cut in Phoenix after a bad week with the Irons. And, you know, the reason, the bottom line, the reason I'm out on Chris Kirk this week is because he's ranked 129th on tour and strokes gained off the tee. That's not going to cut it around the bear trap or alligator alley or most of this golf course. So no Chris Kirk for me. That'll do it for our favorites. We move into the matchups. 
All right, let's get into these matchups. Matchup number one is going to be uh, Pearson Cootie over Ben Martin at plus 116 on Bet Online. So, you know, this is Pearson Cootie's first start on the PGA Tour as a professional. But what you have to understand is that he's won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour over the last calendar year, most recently three weeks ago at the Panama Championship. And PJ National is a golf course that Cootie will thrive at because, you know, there's always a ton of wind, just like there is in, in North Texas where Cootie is from. He's coming off a, a broken handmade bone this past offseason. Uh, you know, I, I talked to uh, Cootie two weeks ago after a few weeks of rest um, after his win in Panama. He's going to be dialed in and ready to go this week. As far as Ben Martin is concerned, he's ranked 165th off the tee in driving this year. And while his approach numbers are decent, he isn't in taking advantage of any of his opportunities on the greens as he's ranked 131st in putting this year on the PGA Tour. So my first matchup, and we won't get to the next one until the best bet, my first matchup is going to be Pearson Cootie over Ben Martin at plus 116 on bet online. Okay, let's get into two picks to place for the Honda Classic. We'll start with Aaron Wise to top 20 at plus 140 on bet online and this right here this right here is a golden opportunity to get some early stock on Aaron Wise uh you know his 2023 campaign has gotten off to a little bit of a bumpy start as he's coming off back-to-back missed cuts um at the American Express and the Phoenix Open you know he didn't play Riv so he's had some time to reset Jeff Smith uh, keep an eye on that name. Jeff Smith is Aaron Wise's swing coach. And I saw on Jeff's Instagram at Radar Golf Pro that he was doing some work with Aaron a few days ago. And he has a, a video up of Aaron making a hole in one. So we'll need some of that magic on, you know, Alligator Alley and the Bear Trap this week. But, you know, in all seriousness, if Aaron can get his iron play on track this week, the rest of his game speaks for itself. What progress this guy has made with the putter. He currently ranks 17th in putting on the PGA Tour and 15th in stroke scanned around the green. So uh, that's good to see. If he can get back to, you know, the iron play we've been accustomed to watching, you know, here since, you know, the last 10 years since he was a junior golfer and a, an amazing collegiate golfer at Oregon, if we can see that version of Aaron Wise with the irons, wow, what a week he has in store. This will be Wise's fifth trip to PGA National where, you know, he finished 13th back in 2021. Other than that, he's made the cut in all but one year, which was last year, 2023. He missed the cut. Uh, other than that, he's made the cut. He's played the weekend um, and every other time that he's teed it up at uh, at PGA National. So my first pick to place for this week is going to be Aaron Wise, top 20 plus 140 on Bet Online. My second pick to place for this week. This is a fun one. It's going to be Shane Lowry, top Great Britain and Ireland at plus 250 on Barstool Sportsbook. So for starters, the you know the Irishman finished second in last year's Honda Classic and is seemingly back in form after his top 20 finish at Riv, but Let's dive into who Shane Lowry will have to beat this week on the GB&I leaderboard. Aaron Rye hasn't finished better than 29th in his last six starts. Danny Willett hasn't finished better than 48th in two career starts at the Honda Classic. Russell Knox hasn't placed better than 41st in his last five starts. Callum Tarrin 
comes into Palm Beach Gardens off back-to-back missed cuts. Harry Hall hasn't recorded a finish better than 28th in his last eight starts on tour. Ben Taylor was in the mix you know, at the Sony Open, which was now about a month and a half ago before missing three cuts in his last four events. And Matt Wallace comes to the Honda off consecutive missed cuts. And finally, Luke Donald hasn't placed better than 38th in his last four PGA Tour starts. Luke Donald, European Ryder Cup captain uh, in Rome this coming September. Anyways, he has not been playing well. It will be no issue for Shane Lowry to beat Luke Donald. And listen, let me tell you what this ticket ultimately comes down to. It comes down to Shane Lowry versus the 2015 Honda Classic champion in Padraig Harrington. Don't get me wrong. I think Harrington has a strong, strong week, and I'll tell you why in the sleeper section. But Shane Lowry won't let a fellow Irishman who's now on the Champions Tour beat him this week. It's going to be, for my second pick to play, it's going to be Shane Lowry atop the GB&I leaderboard at plus 250 on Barstool Sportsbook. All right, so moving into the sleeper for the Honda Classic, it's going to be none other than Padraig Harrington to top 40 at plus 100 on Barstool Sportsbook. And wow, I mean, what a role the 51-year-old has been on over the last calendar year. He won the U.S. Senior Open before winning three more times on the 2022 Champions Tour. But here's what really impresses me with Padraig Harrington. A couple things, actually. Number one, he still regularly plays on the European tour, despite his age and, and look at what he's done in his last two starts across the pond. He finished 17th at the Alfred Dunhill links, which is played on Carnoustie Kings barn in St. Andrews. And then he finished fourth at the Abu Dhabi HSBC championship. You talk about a guy who can still run with the younger names of the game. And number two, the, the two time major winner in Harrington is absolutely obsessed with adding more and more speed as he gets older. And Harrington has been quite successful in that goal. There's no question in my mind that Patty makes the cut, and there's no question in my mind that he holds up for 72 holes. So my sleeper for the week is going to be Padraig Harrington, top 40, at plus 100 on Barstool Sportsbook. All right, let's move forward with the lineup for the week. We'll start off with Thomas Dietrich, the Belgian who's had a hell of a world year thus far on the PGA Tour with a trio of top 15 finishes. I think he hits the ground running again now that the West Coast swing is behind him. He struggled on the Poe out there. I think he's back to Bermuda, uh, back to Florida. I think Thomas Dietrich has a great week. Number two is going to be Johnny Vegas, uh, a guy who has played well at the Honda in the past. I didn't put a ticket on him because he puts it so poorly, but this is one of the uh, this is one of about five venues where you will see Johnny Vegas' name pop up year to year. Number three will be Ben Griffin. You know, this is a plotter who I watched a lot at the Houston Open at the RSM Classic. You know, he he has the precision driving ability and he has precision with the iron play. That will translate well to the requirements around PGA Nationals. So number three is Ben Griffin. Number four is going to be Tyson Alexander, son of former University of Florida head coach Buddy Alexander. Uh Tyson still resides in Florida. You know, he had a second place finish earlier this year in Houston. He had a pretty lousy California swing, but look for him to get revamped this week. Eric Barnes will be the name in my five hole. This is another Florida guy who earned his card via the Corn Ferry Tour last year and recorded a 13th place finish at Torrey Pines about three weeks ago. I like Eric going this week in the five slot. And finally the caboose 
we're going to roll with the great Pearson Cootie, who, as I said earlier, is one of the brightest young talents in the world of golf, as he's won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour over the last calendar year. Uh, so Cootie will go in the number five slot. That's Pearson. Don't get that confused because Parker, his twin brother, Monday qualified in the event. It is Pearson Cootie. So line up for this week. Thomas Dietrich, Johnny Vegas, Ben Griffin, Tyson Alexander, Eric Barnes, and Pearson Cootie. Uh, as far as the scoring prediction is concerned, the weather in Palm Beach Garden looks absolutely flush with highs of 85, lows of 66. Pretty much perfect golf weather, and my scoring prediction for this week will be Sungjae uh, to finish atop of the leaderboard at 12 under par. Not a tournament that usually gets to double digits with the wind blowing off the coast. You know, sometimes the the conditions around Palm Beach being that it's off the coast can get incredibly brutal between the wind, the temperatures this time of year. Uh, but this week, it, it looks phenomenal um, out there in, in, in Palm Beach Garden. So I say uh, Sungjae gets to 12 under this week. All right, everyone, a quick break from the golf to ask you if you've signed up for pregame.com yet. Well, if you have it, now is the time to do so. Pregame.com will give you a free $25 site purchase just for signing up. Signing up takes 90 seconds. You can take advantage of being a site member by making and tracking your own picks. You can post your own picks and analysis in our pregame.com forums. Draw a following and become a valued member. Sign up today and receive $25 site credit to purchase premium picks from one of Pregame's very own professional handicappers. Get your free best bet today over at pregame.com. All right, guys, a quick break from the golf to tell you about uh, my 20% discount that you can use to get 20% off off um, all picks on the, the pregame pros. Use my code Honda20 uh, and go buy picks from the you know the red hot pros of pregame.com. McKenzie Rivers is 10 is on a 10 and 1 NBA run. Scott Steinberg is up 45 units on NHL. Griffin Warner is up 33 units on college basketball. J.R. O'Donnell's up 31 uh units on NBA this season. No, 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 no. Go buy their picks right now. Use my code Honda20 for 20% off on all picks on pregame.com. You heard it here first. Honda 20. All right, let's wrap things up with a best bet. It's going to be Minwoo Lee over Billy Horschel, minus 105 on Bet Online. Uh, listen, I told you how well Minwoo Lee has played uh, over his last eight events, but, but for Billy Ho, it's been the opposite story uh, since the beginning of 2023. Billy Horschel has not finished better than 30th in four starts this season. He had a disastrous week with the Irons and Putter en route to a miscut last week at the Genesis. And, you know, I understand that Horschel has had a few good starts at the Honda in the past, but wow, he's ranked 198th in strokes gained off the tee and 106th on tour uh, in putting. That is not going to make it around PGA National this week. So my best bet, uh, the matchup, it's going to be Minwoo Lee over Billy Horschel at minus 105 on bet online that's going to do it here on the honda classic dream preview we'll see you next week for the arnold palmer invitational over there at bay hill uh guys for any questions uh you can find me on twitter at drmedia59 on twitter and if you're not on twitter email me at drmedia20 at gmail.com talk next week